No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see how all 12 tribes of Israel participated in worship by bringing their offerings to the tabernacle. God is most glorified when all his people offer themselves to him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 7 on Simply the Bible. Today we come to the second longest chapter in the entire Bible, Numbers chapter 7. Now it came to pass when Moses had finished setting up the tabernacle that he anointed it and consecrated it and all its furnishings and the altar and all its utensils. So he anointed them and consecrated them. Then the leaders of Israel, the heads of their father's houses, who were the leaders of the tribes and over those who were numbered, made an offering. And they brought their offering before the Lord, six covered carts and twelve oxen, a cart for every two of the leaders and for every one an ox. And they presented them before the tabernacle. We could preach a sermon on the first five words. Now, it came to pass because it's good to know that whatever trial you may be going through right now, it will come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. But if we spend too much time on those words, then we'll never get through the rest of the chapter. Everything was complete. The construction of the tabernacle had been completed. The furnishings and the altar had been anointed and consecrated, set apart to God. The worship of Yahweh, who dwelt in the midst of the camp, had all begun. God had also given instructions for how the tabernacle was to be transported, for they were journeying to the promised land through the wilderness. He assigned duties to each of the three families of Levites. But how were they to carry all of this through the desert? It has been estimated that the metal alone weighed over 10 tons. The tribal leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel brought offerings of carts and oxen, two oxen for every cart. It doesn't say that they were commanded to do this. It seems that they simply saw the need and met it. I believe that one of the greatest offerings to be recorded in the kingdom of God is when ordinary people simply see a need and meet it. One of the greatest spiritual gifts in the body of Christ and often overlooked is the gifts of helps. I'm so thankful for those in our church who simply see practical needs and then offer what they can to help. These tribal leaders didn't want to see their brothers straining under a load that was too great for them to bear, so they provided carts and oxen to help them. I am reminded of what we are told in Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? It is the law of love. Verse 4, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Accept these from them, that they may be used in doing the work of the tabernacle of meeting, and you shall give them to the Levites, to every man according to his service. So Moses took the carts and the oxen and gave them to the Levites. Two carts and four oxen he gave to the sons of Gershon, 
according to their service. And four carts and eight oxen he gave to the sons of Merari, according to their service, under the authority of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. But to the sons of Kohath he gave none, because theirs was the service of the holy things, which they carried on their shoulders." Because the carts and oxen didn't come in response to a commandment of the Lord, Moses probably didn't know if it was okay to accept them. Was this the way God wanted to do it? So God spoke to Moses to accept them and to use them in the service of the work of the tabernacle. He was to divide them among the Levites according to their service. In other words, according to their need. The Gershonites received two carts, for they would need them to transport the curtains, coverings, and hangings for which they were responsible. The Merarites received four carts, for they would transport the heavy beams and pillars. And the Kohathites received no carts at all, for they carried the tabernacle furnishings with poles on their shoulders." Nobody complained because another family received more carts because it was according to each one's need. Churches can get territorial and possessive over budgets. Certain departments want their piece of the pie and don't necessarily consider the needs of others. When people ask me how much of a budget they have, I usually respond, well, how much do you need? I have found that most of our folks, when they focus on their needs rather than their personal or departmental wants, they are much better stewards with God's resources. Verse 10, now the leaders offered the dedication offering for the altar when it was anointed. So the leaders offered their offering before the altar. For the Lord said to Moses, they shall offer their offering one leader each day for the dedication of the altar. And the one who offered his offering on the first day was Nashon, the son of Amminadab from the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, and one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb in its first year as a burnt offering, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. This was the offering of Nashan, the son of Amminadab. The tribal leaders had already given much to build the tabernacle. But they wanted to give more. As with the carts and oxen, there is nothing to indicate that this was commanded. But being moved by a heart of love for God and his work, they brought offerings for the dedication of the altar. On the first day, Nashon, the leader of the tribe of Judah, brought his offering. We aren't told if the offering came from him personally or from the entire tribe, and he just presented it. I prefer to think of it as coming from the entire tribe because I believe God is most glorified when all of his people participate in giving and not merely a select few. The offering 
provided for practical needs, a platter and a bowl, as well as multiple burnt sin and peace offerings. These were pure expressions of worship. And the peace offerings would have provided the priests with plenty of meat to eat. You've heard of the 12 days of Christmas. Well, this was the 12 days of dedication offerings, as each day another tribal leader brought identical offerings for the dedication of the altar. They came in the same order that God had given them for their camping arrangements, beginning with the three tribes camped on the east side, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Verses 18 through 83 list all of these individual offerings. With a total of 89 verses, this is the second longest chapter in the Bible. The longest chapter is Psalm 119, and it deals with the Word of God. Number 7 deals with giving. Evidently, the Word of God and giving are two very important subjects to the Holy Spirit. This is probably the most redundant chapter in the entire Bible because each of the 11 days identical offerings are presented. The only thing that changes is the names of the leaders and the tribes. Therefore, we won't be reading this word for word. Why would God go into such great lengths to record every name and everything that each one gave? Obviously, what they gave was very important to him so that he recorded each man's gift in detail in the eternal record of Scripture. Does that mean anything to us? I think so. First, anything we give to God, any work of ministry we do in his name, any act of kindness we perform on his behalf for another is recorded by the Lord. Jesus said in Mark 9, 41 that we will receive a reward if we so much as give a cup of cold water to someone in his name. That is why the Lord tells us not to lay up treasures on earth for ourselves that are continually subject to loss, but to lay up treasures in heaven that will endure for eternity. Where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Whatever we invest in, that is what we care the most about. How much do we really care about the Lord, about his kingdom, and about others? We can answer that question by asking ourselves, where do I invest my time, talent, and treasure? Second, we see that those who are leaders set the example in giving. The more we mature in Christ and the more the Lord blesses us, the greater our obligation to set the example for others in giving. If we are becoming more like Christ, then we will also grow in generous giving. Why? Because God is a generous giver. Verses 84 through 88 give us the total of the offerings, and they are exactly 12 times the offerings of the first tribal leader. How wonderful it is when the entire body pulls together to offer themselves to the Lord. This past week, we met together as a staff for a New Year's dinner, and we were just reminiscing over the past year I asked everybody to remark on something that really stood out to them, what a highlight was from this past year. And as everybody was sharing, I was just delighting and listening to them point out different things. And it brought back to mind just some of the highlights of the year. 
And then I was thinking about what I wanted to share. And right before I could say it, my wife said the same thing I was going to share. Absolutely. The same highlight. And I and it was this. It was when we got into our new facility and we saw that on a certain night we had to get everything together for our women to come and use it for their Christmas luncheon. And everybody pulled together to make it happen. And it was just such a blessing to watch everybody give of themselves freely, lovingly, because they were so excited just to serve the Lord. That was a highlight. And I think Whenever God sees that among his people, he sees all of his people coming together, giving freely from a heart of gratitude and love. There's nothing that blesses him more than that. Now, when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, he heard the voice of one speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubim. Thus, he spoke to him. Now, the chapter ends with the warmth of communion. The people brought their offerings and Moses heard the voice. How often does God answer our worship of him with his voice? So many times when I'm worshiping the Lord on a Sunday morning or praying with our men on a Wednesday morning, the Lord will speak to my heart and give me insights. We worship him. We enthrone him in our hearts. We move into the holy place. And then we hear his voice speaking to us from the seat of mercy. Aren't you glad that he speaks to us from the seat of mercy and not from the seat of judgment? I know I am. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. They'd really love to hear from you. You can also text them at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. When it comes to serving the Lord, God must prepare the people He uses. Next week, we'll see how He prepared and presented the Levites for their works of service before Him. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.